Hi, and welcome back to another 10-minute catch-up on a Tuesday. Today, I'm joined by Danielle Stone, who many of you know through Instagram, which is at Danielle underscore Stone underscore Keto underscore Mum, Danielle Stone Keto Mum. And before I introduce you, I'm going to start your timer now. Danielle, hello, and welcome to the catch-up. Hello, thanks for having me. No, you're very welcome. And I just want to find out, how are you getting on in the lockdown? How's it been for you? How's it going? Um, well, to be honest, as a nurse in the NHS, it's not massively different. Um, I'm still going out to work. My children are still attending school, albeit part-time. Um, so, yeah, there are some difficulties, but it's, it, I don't think I'm feeling it as much as other people. I guess the strange thing is for many of us is that most people are kind of sat at home and have, haven't really moved much for, for several months mm-hmm. now. Um, and so I suspect that means that many of us haven't been affected by coronavirus directly unless we've had it ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. It must be different for you, I guess, because maybe the way you've, I mean, do you have to dress differently? Is PPI a big thing for you and, and like the way you, you interact with patients? Yeah, definitely. So um, every day now I have to go in my own clothes, get changed at work, get changed again and then come home in my own clothes. Um, full PPE, so pinnies, gloves, masks, goggles and face shields. Wow, um, what's that like to wear all day long? I mean, because your shifts are really long, right? Yeah, 11 hours. Um, it's I've had little bruises on my head. Um, I've had little marks. I've got little breakouts of spots. But, you know, it's it's one of them things, isn't it? It's not forever, hopefully. Well, yeah, it could be for a while yet, though. That's the problem. And actually, the weather's getting yeah. hotter as well. I just take my hat off to you because it's that, that's impressive that you, you're going through potentially the hottest months of the year wearing rubber yeah. for 11 hours. And also, you probably have to wear that continually, right? So you might be changing bits and bobs. I'm, change, I'm changing my penny and my gloves. <clears throat> but yeah, the mask and the shield stays on um, for six hours. I think the mask can stay on for, and then I change it for a new one. Okay. So in terms of, of like diet and food, <clears throat> has anything changed for you or is it pretty much the same as it has been previously? Um, drinking a lot more water. Yeah. Um, but diet wise, I'm still prepping for work. So I always used to prep um, the night before and take chicken, veg, whatever I would normally take to work. So I'm still doing that and I'm still taking my cream every day to work with me. Yeah, excellent. Good. Because I think you said before that you uh, always have a coffee and a cream to start the day, right? Every morning. Every that, morning. No, I know that's a religious thing for you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. there's no question on that. That happens regardless of pandemics, the apocalypse. Yep. Coffee and cream starts the day every time. There was two weeks um, at the beginning of lockdown where I couldn't get coffee for love and money. No, not coffee. Ooh. So I couldn't get, I couldn't get cream for love and money. <laughs> um, and I think one week I resorted to Elmley, which is something I don't normally do. Ooh, um, that's not yeah, so good, was, is it? No, I was like, I need to do something. I didn't um, realise that Elmley wasn't actually cream for a while there. Because it's not, it's not obvious when you look at it that it's actually, it comes from vegetable oil, doesn't it? And yeah. so it's kind of like a, a, I don't know if it's vegan or not, but I guess it's definitely vegetarian equivalent of cream. Um, yeah. but of course information problems that come from it but it seems weird now you can get your cream again uh toilet paper toilet paper that was kind of a bit of a weird thing at the beginning wasn't it <laughs> um yeah it's been kind of weird running a business through this time because suddenly you find like suppliers just don't have things they used to have mm. and you know and then the orders go up and you think ah i've got a bit of a crisis here so it's yeah. been a bit stressful in that way hasn't it um, it has. So now, I, know, I know your job is very physical. So do you do a lot of exercise 
you know, during lockdown or did you do any before that anyway? Or do you generally find that your day is a workout anyway, especially when you're wearing all that kit? Um, the honest answer is no. Um, I don't exercise as such. I do a little bit of yoga every now and then, but again, not every single day. Um, I have three children, so I'm never sat down. You are busy. Even at, even at home, there's like, can I have a drink? Can I have a snack? Can I have this? Can I have that? So I'm never sat down. And at work again, you know, you're up, you're down, you're doing this, you're doing that. So no, I don't exercise as such, but I think that's, you know, that's where diet comes into play, doesn't it? Um, you can't outrun a bad diet, as they say. Yeah, exactly. And and I think, I mean, a lot of people say that it's probably about 80% diet and 20% exercise, isn't it? So if you're doing mm. like yours, you're probably doing more exercise than somebody goes to the gym anyway, I thought, because you're probably on your feet all the time, physically working. So yeah. I mean, are you actually working in the hospital then, did you say? Or is it a clinic? No, no, it's a, it's a clinic. Um, oh, so okay. I'm based in a, in a GP surgery and I also go out into the community to people's houses. So um, it's a bit of both. So do you have a lot of patients who are diabetic in that case? And I hear apparently diabetes is one of those things that is actually quite vulnerable that is, as a condition mm. with COVID. So have you come across that and how do you try and help those people? Yeah, so um, diabetes is probably one of our kind of biggest, I don't want to call it a problem, but one of our biggest cohort of patients, if you like, is diabetes, type 2 diabetes in particular. And they've been classed as vulnerable as part of the government shielding. Um, So yeah, we're doing a lot of telephone consultations with those. Um, A lot of things have been delayed. So a lot of blood tests have been delayed where they've had previously normal or good results. But a lot okay. of those were having to kind of go into people's houses in our full PPE, looking like an extra from contagion sometimes. <laughs> um, get the talk of the street and getting those bloods and making sure that we're keeping them safe on the right medication and giving them advice. It must be so quite a scary time, I'd have thought, because, you know, it's, it's like there are several things like, for instance, um, you know, people who are older, of course, are more vulnerable, mm. people with diabetes people who fall into mm. both those categories. I mean, I, I remember hearing somebody talking saying, oh, it's only people who have, you know, certain conditions or whatever who are more likely to, to have a problem with COVID. And I thought, but show some compassion. They're still people. And that's that's horrific, mm. isn't it? And the thing that worries me is so many people don't understand diet, do they? So, no. you know, as a nurse, do you mind me asking, like, do you find that you want to give advice if someone's got a metabolic syndrome and you think, yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that there's a root cause here, which comes down to the metabolic syndrome that they have. How do you give them advice to try and maybe improve their diet in a way that might actually have less sugar for them ultimately in their diet? Yeah. Um, so I kind of lean towards low carb without labeling it low carb. So I always say reduce that carbohydrate on your plate, eat less pasta, potato or rice and fill that void with nice green leafy veg, a bit of extra protein, whether that's chicken, beef or tofu, whatever you would normally eat and kind of go down that route. And people start to realize that they can have less potato and less rice and pasta. Yeah. Do, do you think, though, that maybe sometimes there's something like a sugar addiction or a carb addiction? Because, mm. I, I mean, I I was aware of sugar addiction, certainly. I mean, mm-hmm. that's something that I've seen with other people. I don't I don't think I personally do. I don't really have a sweet tooth, ironically. No. Um, but I know that some people do. But actually, I do think I've got a carb addiction. Because I think if I have something with white flour inside, 
then I can tell mm-hmm. I get a bit of a craving to have it again. And yeah. do, you, do you find that as a health professional, you're coming across carbon sugar addiction? Yeah, funnily enough, just last week I was speaking to a patient who had been recently diagnosed with, um, she was borderline, if you like, diabetes. So she was at risk of developing type 2 diabetes. And she said, everything you're telling me, I know. She said, I know this and I know that. She said, but I love the feeling that carbohydrate gives me. Feeling, yes, I can relate to that. So I said, right, yeah. So she said, I love that feeling in my tummy, like that nice dodgy feeling. So I was like, right, well, filled got to look out. <laughs> filled up and ready to go because you're, you're full yeah. of carbs. So in that yeah. case, would you mind sharing with us? We've only got a minute, a minute left or so. Would mm. you mind sharing with us a kind of meal or what would you normally eat that you can recommend to somebody who's doing keto or low carb, who maybe has found lockdown difficult, but would just enjoy making a dish? So yeah, my kind of go-to is um, a big pan of chili. So my kids will eat chili as well. Luckily, they don't like kidney beans, so I don't have to put kidney beans in. Therefore, less carbs. Nice. Um, lots of nice spices in there, some fresh chili. The kids will have rice, and I will tend to bake some Edam crackers. Tell me about this, because I love savoury things. Like I love cheese and crackers, and I can't have my crackers mm-hmm. now. How do you make an Edam cracker? Dead, dead easy. So um, a nice low heat in the oven, some greaseproof paper. The pre-sliced packets of Edam cheese you can get from the supermarket, cut them in half, put them on the greasy paper, sprinkle whatever, like I say, garlic and paprika always, sprinkle on top, bake them in the oven until they go crispy. Excellent. Well, that's fantastic. And in terms of time, that could be better. (laughs) That is the tune that Danielle chose there. Uh, The By the Seaside, very popular on the iPhone. You can get that yourself if you want to check it out in the charts. Anyway, um, (laughs) thank you so much, Danielle. That's been brilliant. Um, I wish you all the very best with the next few weeks of lockdown and whatever happens. Um, Mm -hmm. Can I just say on behalf of everyone, I think everyone who works at the NHS is amazing. Thank you for all you're doing for us and you're having a massive impact, which you probably won't even know, but it has a big impact in people's like health and also, you know, loved ones, survival and all the rest of it. So thank you so much. Oh no, it's it's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of yourself, Danielle. Bye. I now. do. Take care. Bye.